0: I'm Lee Strimbeck. I'm a theater person, which means that I'm an actor, a director, a writer, and uh, I have taught theater for many years in the Capital Region and elsewhere. Welcome back to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you.
1: Good to have you back to talk about so many things that go on in the theater world. Last month, you talked about access to theater and some barriers to it. What's on your mind this month?
0: Uh, This month, I've been thinking about a a relatively newer movement in theater, uh, which is intimacy choreography. what Uh, is that? Well, it's similar to fight choreography. Fight choreographers have been around in theater for for quite a long time, and they're the ones who stage any violence that you see at all uh, in the theater. And also, there are fight choreographers and stunt people who work in film and television. But there has never been until, and I think it's about five years old. It could be that the movement started a little before that, um, an idea that someone actually trains to stage all intimate scenes. Intimate scenes would be anything between two people, um, that involve sexuality or, uh, also scenes of sexual assault. If you watch television and film, you realize those scenes are quite common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, You know, in a way, there's more sex in TV and film than there is in theater. In some ways, in theater, it's more intense because it's you're seeing live actors in front of you do it, which is not to say that actors ever have full on sex in the theater. They don't. It's a staged event. The difference with intimacy choreography and intimacy directors is that they break down the moment of let's just say, t- take a kiss. There's as we all delightfully know a million ways for people to kiss each other so it depends upon the characters why they're kissing where they're kissing first kiss last kiss all those things and instead of just having the actors work it out uh the 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 choreographer will come in and break down that moment with them touch for touch what that does is it makes it much safer for the actors because Otherwise, you're just assuming that two people are going to fling themselves at each other physically and that they're both they both feel completely safe and comfortable doing that. Also, if you're doing a a run of a show, you might have to do that scene over and over and over again. If you've choreographed it, then it's not going to change. But -hmm. if you haven't choreographed it, then one actor might move their hand a little lower or a little higher, and that would change comfort and safety. And then what does the other actor do? Who do they talk to, right? It's relatively new, but theaters that can afford them are hiring intimacy directors more commonly now. And colleges too, actually, which is really cool. A lot of colleges are hiring intimacy directors when they're staging stuff. And as a person who's directed college shows, I'm all for it because I was in the position as a director of having to stage intimacy myself. And, um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a big responsibility.
1: Um, how direct is this correlation to the Me Too movement?
0: That, you know, that would be a great thing for, for me to try to to go back on. I, I, I'm pretty sure it started, and I wish I could name, the, there was, a, 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 I think, two women who started, who actually developed the first training for it in the country. I think it started before the Me Too movement happened, and the two things came together beautifully at just the right time. Um, So both were
1: reactions to just culture, right? Me Too came out of the need for a movement, right? And the intimacy choreography came out of the need for safety on stage, sounds like.
0: Yeah, and the Me Too movement came out of uh, women who hadn't been able to speak up for so long because of power imbalances. Uh, And power imbalances in life, power imbalances in the workplace. Uh, Too many, usually men in charge you know, like 98% of the time who um, were sort of routinely abusive or crossing boundaries. And you can't speak up because you're not paid enough because you need the job, because you don't know where your next job's coming from. And I think the force of all these women coming together and saying, me too. And uh, I'm so bad at names, but that original tag of me too came from a woman who I think her last name- Tatiana. Thank you. Um, and so you know it circles back to her, she was the first one, but, but but it took off, but then it took off so yes i think I think they became connected uh in, in, a, in a in a wonderful way in terms of uh, people's safety when they're working
1: mm. so you mentioned the affordability being able to afford an intimacy choreographer, so is it still is is safety a privilege in
0: these Oh, what a great question! I mean, I think it. I think the answer is yes, um, because it's even a privilege to be the person. First of all, it's a privilege to have enough money. You know, mon, money and privilege go together. So to have the extra money, I mean, theaters, theaters are so. We work on just such little budgets all the time. I mean, I know there are exceptions, but. Um, there's an awful lot of, you know, just, just barely being able to put a show up. Um, and then it's also safety for somebody in the room to speak up and say, oh, this play needs an intimacy choreographer. Like we're not, we we're, I don't want to hire actors to do that without this. Again, fight choreographers are almost, they're taken for granted. You have people swinging swords or holding guns or choking people or, Punching people in the face, you know, appearing to punch people in the face. You got a fight choreographer. Sometimes you hire an actor who's had fight choreography training, and they are in the show, and they they are the fight choreographer. So I think I hope that in the future, intimacy choreographer choreography will 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 be the same way. There'll be someone in the cast who has done the training, who can help, um, who can help choreograph.
1: If there is a low budget production out there who wants to create spaces for safety, but can't afford an intimacy choreographer, what are some ways that they can use the ideas of a intimacy choreographer without
0: uh, on a shoestring budget? I think that, uh, well, first of all, you should try to reach out and see if anybody who's trained in intimacy choreography will work with you, uh, either pro bono or for a stipend, um. And then second of all, you could just, I mean, and you should do this anyway. You should sit the whole cast down and say, okay, when we get to scene five, there's the scene where he pushes her up against a wall, she pushes him away. So that's both, that could be both a a sex and a fight thing or an assault, sexual assault and a fight. Here's how we're gonna do it. We're not gonna get to, we're not gonna uh, actually have any physical contact until we break it down is every does that sound right to everybody so just know when we get to that scene nobody's nobody's touching anybody so that you you start with communication with your cast
1: you mentioned power dynamics before if the director or it, if the most powerful people in a production aren't thinking this way right. is it just a lost cause is is it not going to happen and Well, I think it's really
0: tricky because I think if you have a young person, you know, the directors usually are the ones who've hired you and so you feel beholden to them. And if it's a young person, uh, you know, he, she, they might not feel comfortable saying, I know there's a scene where we make out, but I have questions. Uh, I, I I need to to really be clear on what's happening with this scene. I don't want to just have somebody because I have you know been in the theater over 40 years and there are definitely shows where, you know, you, you're just supposed to kiss each other and then somebody's kissing you and you're like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Um, and it's so much better when you, when you can use your voice. So if somebody is unvoiced in the room, that's a terrible situation. And as an, as a person who's now much to my surprise, sometimes the oldest actor in the room all of a sudden um, I feel like I, I want to encourage other older actors to keep an eye on um, younger actors in this situation and be the voice for them. Oh, this was a wonderful
1: insight into theater and um, looking forward to having you back next month.
0: It's been I'm looking forward to it too. It's been wonderful to speak to you, Lee Strombeck. And if you want to see violence and, um, and some other stuff on stage, I am in line in winter at the Bridge Street Theater in Catskill, November 10th through the 20th. Great. Wonderful. <laughs>
1: Come see violence. <laughs> yes. LeeStrimbeck.com is your website. Thank you so much. All right. Nice to see you.